What's up, guys? This is Worldcast Podcast. My name is Chris. My name is Allie. And we're back after two and a half weeks of being sick. We're still alive. Um, I didn't die, so that's good. That's good, yeah. I felt like I was dying, though. You sounded like you were dying. I sounded like a grizzly bear mixed <laughs> with a koala. Ew. Koalas don't really make that much noise. <laughs> yeah. It was, I sounded horrible. But I'm back now. Voice is fully fully erect good to go erect (laughs) (laughs) come on now we're adults (laughs) but uh we have a special treat for you guys today um we're gonna be talking about something we've all done that we love and we also love to hate customer service oh yeah well if you haven't uh had to do customer service in your life like us you're very lucky and at the same time very unlucky because i feel like customer service teaches us a lot I mean, it teaches us a lot about people. I mean, I feel like that's about it. I mean, there's other skills that you can learn from customer service, but... Not only about people, but I, I feel like it teaches our, like ourselves a lesson. Like, we didn't know that we could handle a rude customer, or we didn't know that we could handle multiple tasks at once until you've done that in the customer service field. Well, I don't think so. Because I feel like with rude customers, it's either two things. It's a fight or flight method. It's either you don't fight them, well, you do fight them and risk losing your job. Well, and there's those people who would risk fighting and I'm sure. lose their job. <laughs> you know, that's why don't catch them off the clock. <laughs> catch them off the clock. No, but um, there's been some goods and some bads about my at least my history in customer service. Um, I've done a few jobs that some were pretty decent, you know, but other ones were just just bad just really bad um i guess one i can start with that i've dealt with previously didn't work there that long what job macy's how long like maybe a few months no i feel like i worked at macy's for about six months yeah so that was about it um i just i don't know macy's the company is a is a good company like the people that work in hr they're really nice they were very kind as far as anything that you needed. I never had a problem with HR. Um, the people I worked with were very helpful. Except um, for your managers. Yeah, management was the only real problem. Management seems to be the main problem in a lot of jobs. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people that get management positions, there are some people now that do like an outstanding they, job, an outstanding job, and they Absolutely. earn that management position because it shows in their work. But I feel like a lot of people just get a management position and it's just treat everybody like crap below you yeah like i'm the king and you're my peasants at this point (laughs) and you have to do all my bidding and that's basically how i felt with macy's um a lot of them would stay in the back just there was at least i think four of them four managers because they were each they each had their own section of like macy's and they all needed to be in the back at the same time well there was specifically three of them um that would just chill in the back the whole like majority of the day i wouldn't say the whole day because you would see them pop their heads out every now and again to make sure the place isn't catching on fire or you know people aren't stealing all that good stuff but there was one lady in particular who i worked with and i I wish i remember her name but she was such an amazing manager she was a couple years older than me um at the time when i was i think i was like 18 when i worked that job so she was like 22 
and she was amazing. She was all over the place. She made sure everybody was good. Um, they took really care of us, like good care of us as like new workers too. So I was shown the ropes really quickly. I'm a quick learner, like when it comes to doing any kind of job. So I had to pick up pretty fast in an environment that was very demanding of the workers in general. So um, the one thing I could also say about Macy's was just the customer aspect. The customers were a lot of older people. Yeah. They came in droves, almost like zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, in the morning before we opened, they would literally open. Like, we opened at 8 o'clock. Yeah. But they opened at 7.30. To let the old people in? No, just to shine a light on the stuff we had inside. Oh. And they would just be at the window like, let me in. Like, <laughs> if you've ever seen some people just stick their face on a glass and they're just like breathing on the glass glass. that's that's the old people that show up at 7 30 in the morning at macy's that's pretty much what it was and it was like kind of creepy because they would watch you prepare (laughs) just just imagine (laughs) you're you're walking throughout the store uh getting things ready and you pass by the door and there's nobody there you pass by again and there's just one you're like okay pass by again there's two and you're just like, oh, my God, they're gathering. <laughs> and it's like they just come so early in the morning. And sometimes I used to wonder, like, I know most of them are retired or, you know, they're older now. So I don't expect them to work. But it's just they just come in droves. And it's crazy to me how long they would wait outside for us to open, sometimes even before that. Like, I remember sometimes they were just people just sitting outside just waiting for us to open and as soon as we opened like the little silver you know gate thing Mm. they would think we were open and we're like no no we're not open yet (laughs) oh no 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 take your seats again (laughs) yeah so they're just standing outside just waiting for us and i just have a lot of stories from macy's like just a lot of them one more specifically i remember that made me want to leave macy's was black friday doesn't everybody have a horror story? But Black Friday was very specific. I was just, I had, you know how you have the little table that you do to fold pants? I don't know if you've ever done that. Yeah, I, I work a job that you had to do that. Yeah, I didn't like that. So I knew how to fold pants, but without the table. Like some people needed the table to fold the pants. I didn't. I just knew how to fold them and just put them on the rack. We that never, way they were color coordinated. We never had a table. I had to know how to fold a shirt and pants properly. <laughs> oh, apparently there was a method to it that a lot of people use. I just didn't bother using it. I feel like that table is good for... T-shirts, probably. Well, definitely T-shirts, but like in large quantities. Not if you're just trying to tidy up an area. Yeah, that's fair. But I remember specifically, it was Black Friday. It was very busy. A lot of places were upside down. My places were on top of their game. Lee jeans were folded. Levi's were folded. Everything was just squeaky clean. Wrangler? I didn't work Wrangler. I don't even think they sold. (laughs) I don't even think they sold Wrangler, honestly. But Lee jeans had its own section. I remember that. And um, Levi's. Those were my sections. Aside from just jeans, there were clothes. There were ties. Everything was all color coordinated. Everything looked good. I was on top of my game. Then I'm on my last rack folding these like these jeans and I'm feeling good, my headset is on, everybody's cooperating, we're good. Here comes this lady. 
She walks up, sees me folding the jeans. We make eye contact for at least, I don't know, maybe like 0.2 seconds. Our brains connect. We acknowledge each other, right? How do you do, sir? Right, without actually saying anything. Yeah. But I smiled, went back to doing my thing. So I'm folding, but I'm, I, you know, I'm keeping... Keeping an eye on an her. An eye on her, but without mm-hmm. doing so. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. have you ever just had somebody stand next to you? You're doing your thing, but you're aware of what they're doing? Yes. That's, that's what I was doing. So she Especially goes because you just finished fixing the whole place. Right. So she goes in. She takes these pair of jeans off the rack. And I'm like, okay. You know, she just wants to look at some jeans. She looked like she was going to buy them. Because she called her, whoever she was calling to come take a look at the jeans and i was like oh, okay so she's gonna buy them i don't have to go back and refold the jeans so she basically looks at the jeans front and back she looks at me i look back at her she looks me dead in my soul mm-hmm. and i kid you not she throws the jeans back on the rack dang she didn't she didn't try to ball them up she didn't try to fold them she didn't try to do a trifold. She didn't do anything. No, no attempts. Nothing. She had no napkin folding skills. No. She just threw the jeans on the rack. And that's, my, just, that's just disrespectful. It was mad because we connected. Like, our brains connected. Like, we were there in each other's minds. We, had, we sipped tea together <laughs> in our brains. And she just got up and walked away mid-conversation mid of us just having tea. Mid-tea time. Mid-tea time. She was out of there. <laughs> And I was just so mad that she took these pair of jeans. That's what broke the, the camel's back, huh? That's what you. broke me as a person. <laughs> like, my values went straight out the window. Aww. Because I spent so much time folding these jeans and to be so disrespectful. Like, I wouldn't have been as mad if she left them. After I had done my, my thing and I had just left the rack and she just threw them on there. You don't think you'd be, well, you know what? Maybe no, you wouldn't be. Yeah, I wouldn't be as Because she looked you right in your eyes and did it. Right. And she looked me dead in my soul and just threw them on there. But that's my thing too is, I mean, like, trust me, I hate it. I hate, I hated when customers did that, but that's also part of the job. You're going to have those people who just come and wreck your piles. Right. And wreck your, your hangers and racks and whatever and my immediate reaction was houston i freaking quit <laughs> i took off my headset so fast i was done was it close to ending your it was shift? close to ending my shift but i was like i'm i'm over this like i spent i literally spent the rest of my time just just walking around <laughs> i just couldn't do it because the blatant disrespect like i understand customer service you know you have to take a lot of things you have to deal with a lot of things but for her to just Throw those jeans on there, like oh he'll just fold them. That maybe that was her thought process. She's like, well he's in the area anyways. Let me just let me just toss this over here. But that messed with me. I'm sure. I was like, dude, how could you be so disrespectful? Maybe she wanted to get a rise out of you. Like that gets people off sometimes, man. It does. They just love getting people angry. I just don't know why, but some people they're just so disrespectful. And then there was another time I worked out at Macy's. This one was kind of funny because this was the first time I'd actually seen somebody steal from the store. Mm. So this guy comes in with his son and he says he wants some shoes. I'm looking at his feet, feet looking a little crusty. I said, you know what, sir? I got you. I got you. 
So we walk across because where I worked at was on the opposite side. So I worked on the side again where the Lee jeans were, the Levi's, all the jean material stuff and clothes and urban wear was on the opposite side of the store. Mm -hmm. And then all the ties, the Eddie Bauer stuff was all on the other side of the store near the shoes. Mm -hmm. So I took the little stroll, you know, walked with them, talked to them a little bit. We got to the shoes. Nothing suspicious. He didn't look suspicious at all, except his feet. His shoes were, were, were upside down. Well, I mean, that's not suspicious. He's getting new shoes, right? right. He, that's the whole reason he's there is to replace them, Krusty John's. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, by society standards, you need new shoes. Yeah. I get it. So I sit him down because you're supposed to, you know, sit with them, talk with them. What kind of shoes do they want? And he said, well, I want these shoes right here. Let me try these on. So I take down some shoes. I put them in front of him. I'm like, okay, you know, here's the shoes. I'm going to go walk over there. You know, if you need anything, feel free to holler at me. He said, cool. So I'm doing my thing. I'm, I'm, I think I'm working in the tie section because the tie section is right next to the shoes. Mm-hmm. And his son comes up to me and starts talking to me. Why? He, the conversation was so basic with him. It didn't even make sense as to why he was talking to me. It's almost like nice weather, huh? Just like you're I'm I'm inside, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like it was just some like, okay, like this conversation is going nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. Type of stuff. Right. So as soon as I, I go back to the shoe aisle, his dad is just gone. He's gone. Oh, did he leave? He's gone, but like I look at the the box of shoes and it's his shoes inside of the box. So I look up and he's bolting towards the door. You know, the little elastic thing that sits between the shoes that ties the shoes together. He was like running like a penguin at that point. Well, oh my goodness. Why? Why wouldn't (sighs) he didn't even try to attempt to take the little elastic thing off? Why wouldn't you just run out with the shoes versus looking even dumber yeah. waddling towards the exit everyone's gonna notice you walking weird he first was of all. he was gone and i'm just sitting there like and at, at that point i didn't even have to call security they already had a code and i heard code something on the the loudspeaker and it was like watching an episode of animal planet mm-hmm. if you oh. ever see a deer trying to run and then the security guard was the cheetah keep in mind now this security guard was about six three he was, he was a big dude. He looked like a linebacker. It's a big cheetah. Big, that's a big <laughs> cheetah. He obviously ate a couple deer before he came to work. Oh, my God. And he was just... And as I'm watching this guy run towards the door, he it's like he linebackered this dude. Did you kind of see it all happen in slow motion? It felt like that's what it was. Yeah. He almost made it. He almost made it. And just all I see is this big dude just boom, <laughs> just take him out tackle him and it was and as i'm like watching this guy being taken out i noticed the reason why his son was talking to me he was distracting me so that way i didn't turn around and see his dad running like a penguin towards Mm. the door but me you know i'm 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 very conscious of when people are talking to me like especially if i know something's not going somewhere i immediately my brain will tell me yeah "Hmm, something's not right you were kind of just like okay can i do you need help finding something he was just Instead of, you know, he, he made a dumb decision. Instead of just saying, you know, hey, what's up, man? Talking like pointless nonsense. Yeah, just or say, asking me about the ties because I was obviously in the tie section. Right. That would have made more sense. you know Just start, yeah, ask about the ties or say, hey, can you show me something over there? And then you wouldn't even think twice about it. You'd be like, okay, now he has a question. Let me go help him. Right. 
But instead, he's like, kind of just, hey, how you doing? Just <laughs> breathing on me and stuff. <laughs> it was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it was the worst small talk I've ever had. You know, I got to ask, though, because you said he was so close to the exit. Yeah. What would have happened if he made it out the store? Can they chase him outside of the Macy's doors? Once premises? he's out of the vicinity. I mean, his son was still there, so we would hold him as collateral. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think if he had left the store, security would probably chase him out the store. But at that point, they probably would have called the cops. He'll be messed up if he left his son behind. He's like, I care about these shoes more. <laughs> Technically, though, security is not supposed to tackle the customer because yeah, of liability issues. That's, I was just about to ask that, too. I'm like, what if he broke this man's ankles or something? Surprisingly, though, he didn't sue because he got caught stealing. Because well, he knows he was doing wrong. Yeah. So it was more so of like a double standard where it's like, all right, like you were being caught stealing. But, so. you know, sometimes there's those people who are, are, are obviously doing wrong and they yeah. still are just like, well, this happened to me. So I'm going to counter sue or something, whatever. I don't know. At that point, if you're running, obviously it would have made more sense had he carried the shoes in his hands, had his shoes on, and run out the door. Yeah, yeah. That would have made way more sense. Well, maybe he couldn't run in those shoes, and that's why he needed new ones, because they were pretty old. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. The sole would have flown off those. Right. <laughs> yeah, because you should have seen them. Whew, it looked like he, he took a hike from here to California <laughs> in those shoes. It was, it was pretty gross. But, I mean, other than that, like, Macy's was honestly very just quiet yeah i feel like you don't have too many too many bad instances i mean aside from like here and there there's like you yeah. know an annoying customer or you know sometimes you have really good days you've told me yeah. you know really good things that's happened to you at work yeah like i used to get really good benefits there like the they gave us this these macy's cards that had like a specific discount amount on there and like if you use the discount amount then you get read up like re-upped with um more discounts like the next time around. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that to me was pretty awesome. I never used it, but mm -hmm. I actually I think I still have the card to this day. But it was really it was really cool. Like the benefits were nice. Um they gave good bonuses. It's just it wasn't my cup of tea as far as like the, the customers and and the um management. Because management really made that job very difficult. Yeah. Very, very difficult. Um, we kind of had to rely on each other as like customer service people. Um, but honestly, it came out fine because when we had to close, we would be in and out. We'd be doing our thing and nothing, nothing short of that, you know? Yeah. So I think the people I worked with really made it worthwhile. Um, I wish I knew a lot of them still. Um, the one person I could say that really was super cool was, um, I think he did ties. And he did a lot of the men's dress-up wear. Yeah. He was a really cool guy. Um, wore suits. He was just really, just really engaging. Like somebody that you can sit there and talk to for hours about clothes. Maybe he really, I think he really had a passion for that job probably. He did. He, did. he was a very fashionable guy and he was super nice. And he, he really helped me like through understanding like the different linens and the different suits, the types that people liked. And I remember one time I took what he taught me and applied that to somebody who had no idea what suit he was going to get for his wedding. Yeah. So literally I helped this guy from start to finish build his suit and build his like entire dress clothes and everything and, and what he was going to take to his wedding and 
what he was going to have for the reception, what he was going to have when he was getting married. And I bet you still have some of that knowledge like on hand oh, yeah. just because and that and see that's what I mean when I said in the beginning that customer service sometimes teaches us things that we didn't think we'd ever know. Right. And now you know a ton about ties and how to dress people in suits and whatnot. I definitely know how to fold a, a tie color coordinated <laughs> on a rack. That's for sure. That's um, a skill. <laughs> I, but I mean, like, I definitely know the different types of linens. I know there's more that goes into creating these products, which is why I can appreciate that. Because I'm really into, like, clothes and fashion. You know this. Like, I really like um, different brands. I'm not really super into, like, high price brands like Gucci and all that stuff. But I appreciate them. Yep. Um, I'm more into the stuff that people don't look at. Like, you know, the like different materials and you go to Goodwill, you find some cool stuff at Goodwill you can make stuff out of, or you can just wear it like old nineties gear and just different kind of stuff like that. So it made me appreciate fashion. That was my first startup into high rise fashion, but it wasn't like super, you know, super crazy. Yeah. So I think that was pretty cool. But um, I think you worked I, at a store that was kind of like that too at the mall. I did. It was almost like a smaller version of Macy's. Yeah. It was called the Limited. Okay. Um, and they closed that, right? They closed the one in the location that I worked. I do not know if they had like maybe two other locations that I know of. No idea if they're still open. I feel like they're probably closed like as well. The store. Every time I walked in there, it was just. It was dead. It was dry. It was dry. We sold a lot of like mainly women's clothing actually yeah just all women's clothing um suits and dress suits well like i don't know like fancy dresses and whatnot yeah. uh blouses and pants and all this nonsense um i looked good in some of their clothes i wore like because you, you were required that's the thing too about that store you were required to wear their products yeah and you had to buy them yourself i mean you got a discount but their stuff was still kind of expensive, especially since I was just starting out working, period. Because I remember at some point you had to buy the clothes that, I mean, I feel like that's majority of the jobs that people work in when you work in that kind of like fashionable retail. Yeah. Like you like have I, to buy the product and wear it. I feel like, you know, Nordstrom, they'd want you to wear yeah. stuff from Nordstrom. There was a store next to us called, um, what is it? Uh white market black house or white house black market or something yeah i think i think that's what it's called i think you're required to wear the clothes that are they sell in there mm -hmm. as well banana republic you have to do the same thing oh i didn't know that mm -hmm. yeah that's like hollister too really like hollister yeah because my, my brother worked at hollister and he had oh. to wear the clothes there too that's right so i feel like that's any really any retail store because he worked at vans also and he had to wear the shoes well, I and mean, I would assume anybody working at Vans would wear Vans versus like Adidas. Like you're trying to sell the Vans, you know. You imagine <laughs> if you walked in with with some Adidas and you worked at the Vans store. It's like blasphemous. Like you can't <laughs> blasphemous. <laughs> Go home and change right now. <laughs> or buy a pair and wear them right now. You remember that episode? This is off topic, but remember that episode of SpongeBob where the the Krusty Krab was under new management? Oh, and that guy was. <laughs> <laughs> What was his name? I wish I remember. I think his name was Carl. <laughs> Carl. I loved him. He was so funny. He was like, Squirrel, can I see you in the back for a second? That's what you, would happen to you <laughs> yeah. if you walk in like, with Adidas. And, um, and he said, he said am I going to have to have you speak with HR? And this buff dude just comes out <laughs> HR. He's like, no. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what I felt like, you know, with, with most jobs, that's how they would be. Right. 
Yeah. But, yeah, I worked in one of those stores. And, you know, I, I like the people that I work with. They're really cool. One manager was very, very fond of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We just got along. Maybe he liked my sense of humor or yeah. whatever it is. And I know that he liked me because he wasn't one to, like, hug people or touch people. That's, yeah. he, he just said, that's something that we don't do in my family. And I'm like, your family doesn't show you affection? I'm so confused. You know, it, I was very confused. Like, what do you mean you don't hug people? <laughs> well, some people, they grew up with that tough exterior. Like, some yeah. families are very just tough on people, so you don't really get that. That's kind of like with me. Like, my parents are, I mean, they're affectionate now, like, as an adult. But when I was younger, my dad was very, like, tough. You know what I mean? He was yeah. very, you know, but. A man's man. Yeah, but, you know, as, as we grew into ourselves, they were more affectionate. Yeah, everybody's and, got different, you yeah. know. But some people, yeah, I, I can see how that would be. But anyways, yeah. getting off topic, he, um, he did eventually, like, as we worked, he would, like, give me, like, just a quick little hug, like one of those little pat-pats, you know, mm-hmm. like, pat you on the back. Not like a long hug. And he'd buy me Chick-fil-A sometimes because he just loved Chick-fil-A. Yeah. But, um, and for anybody thinking, well, he just had a crush on you. No, he was interested in men. He just <laughs> liked me as a friend. We I were think cool. His, I think he had my name, too. Yeah. His, his name was Chris, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> he was very fashionable. I like that. Oh, my gosh. He was so fashionable. I loved the way he dressed. It was awesome. But, and he was really good at his job. Absolutely amazing manager. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the there was... One time, so in the job that I worked at there, we had to basically cater to the customers in the fitting room and, you know, bring them into the fitting room, bring their clothes that they want to try on, check on them every now and like knock on the door. Hey, everything okay in there? Is there anything you need? Get them a different size if they need to. And this one time, this lady, older lady, um, I was helping her out. Okay. Knocked on the door to see if she needed anything. And she opened the door with no shirt on. Oh. No bra on. Oh. I'm talking older lady, like saggy. <laughs> oh, that's scary. <laughs> but, it, it, and you know, I tried not to look directly at her. I yeah. kind of looked up into a corner, but she was just talking to me like completely normal. She, and there are some people who are just fine with their body being out there. I wasn't expecting that <laughs> at all. No. <laughs> so we just had to casually talk while she was shirtless. For, oh, and, and the door was open for longer than it needed to be. Yeah. She wasn't covering herself up. We were talking for a good few minutes before she said, oh, yeah, I need another, another shirt. And I'm like, okay, I'll be right on that. <laughs> and I just left. Yeah, that's funny. But she probably assumed since you're a woman too, like, yeah, you know, you've obviously seen your boobs before. So, well, I, I was like, I don't know how old I was, like 16. No, 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 not even 16, 17, 18 years old, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd never experienced anything like that before. That's so fair. I was just like, it was a little bit of a shock to me. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Some people just don't care, man. They let it all loose. Surprisingly, I kept my cool the best way possible. <laughs> just looking up into a corner. That's, uh, man, that's crazy. You know, there was, um, we had really good managers. I mean, the best one was Chris. I, I yeah. absolutely loved that guy. The other lady, she was... She was cool. She was very, um, like, about her business. I think that was her store. Like, that was her branch. So she was very on top of things. Cool lady. There was another girl 
who was one of the managers there, and she was super, super friendly. You know, absolutely wonderful person. You wouldn't have thought that she was doing anything wrong. Right. But we were wrong. She was. So there were many, many times where we had to, like, meet a goal. We had to always try and get people to buy our store credit cards. Okay. Like, sign up for them. I remember you used to have to push those credit cards heavy. And I remember they tried to push one on me, and I'm like, I don't even shop here. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. No matter who you were, they would push it on you. And I, you know me, I hate forcing, yeah, you know, people to buy things that they don't want to buy. And that's I would only suggest me. it if it would really benefit them. And they're just like, you need to suggest it more. You need to push for the. I'm like, why? I don't want to put anybody in debt. These clothes aren't worth going in debt for. I mean, that's business. And it, it sucks because it's like a lot of the people that shop there the store's closed now yeah so if you have a credit card yeah you're pretty, you're pretty screwed at this point well i mean they still i'm pretty sure they still have to pay that credit back and if they don't then hey good lucky you they definitely have to pay that credit back because <laughs> once you sign up for that the irs has you mm. you're you're they got you bro dang they'll be like stay right there mm. don't move <laughs> you thought you were getting out of this did one? you buy that 60 dollars shirt with yeah. the credit card you owe us 60 dollars. yeah no it's interest is it interest? Yeah. Oh, I see that's you the, bought something. You... That's the thing, too. They never really explained to me how the card worked. They only yeah. ever said if they sign up the same day that they're buying something, they can get a percentage off. And, and that's all I knew about it. That's I mean, it. that's the only benefit of it, really. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's a lot of those things with a lot of those store credit cards. You, of course, you get benefits of the stuff off of the actual like, price, yeah like but... there were days where like if if we had stuff on clearance it was yeah. an extra percentage off for card holders and, and whatever yeah. but um it's more like a crutch really but the girl that was you know really awesome super personality and everything yeah anytime that like i was helping a customer she would be saying oh well go go do this and i'll check them out yeah because she wanted to push for the credit card and get the sale off of the customer i worked so hard to help i remember you used to bust your ass for that i was i would get so mad at that like i'm just like look you're a cool person but you're stealing my business like my profitability off of these credit cards i'm supposed to be making goal and you've already made your goal right so there were some people as well that she would like her mom would come in sometimes and she'd be like, oh, I'll check my mom out. And I saw nothing wrong with it because I'm like, OK, you want to check your mom out, you know, scan her items, whatever. She wasn't scanning all the items. Oh, she wasn't scanning all the items all the time. And not just for her mom, but for, you know, friends of hers and even for herself when she would purchase things. So how would you guys know? I mean, aside from inventory, because inventory can go bad at any time. Mm-hmm. So. That's not really something that you can catch off you know, of somebody I stealing. I never really asked how they caught her. I never really found out. I mean, we have cameras above the registers. But still. And that's... I feel like eventually they noticed that the amount of stuff missing didn't add up to didn't, the profit. Didn't add up. Because the stuff, like I said, the stuff in there was expensive. So yeah. you can't just steal a few shirts that and are that, like $5 yeah. each and it not be noticed. These were like $50, $60 shirts yeah. and pants and dresses and suits. Hundreds of dollars going missing. So it eventually caught up with her. Yeah. I came to work one day and she wasn't there like ever again. And I was like, well, what happened? And they said, oh, well, she was caught stealing. So we had to fire her. Dang. I was like, well, dang. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. You know, she was always wanting to be on register when it came to certain people. 
Yeah, know? sometimes some people, it's almost like they wear a mask. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't really know who they are. And once you hear something like bad about them and they've been good this entire time, like friendly, always smiling, you know, high fiving everybody. And then you hear one bad thing about them and that changes your whole perspective. Well, because that's the thing, too. I still thought she was a really cool person. Mm-hmm. She just made a bad choice. Yeah, she probably is still a really good person, but she, people make bad choices. Yeah. and nobody's perfect and i feel like in situations like that people get demonized for okay stealing is a bad habit i agree Mm -hmm. um you do deserve to lose your job if you are you know stealing but i feel like that shouldn't make up the person's character if they do something like that you know people make mistakes people make mistakes i feel like people always do something for a reason someone's stealing for a reason someone's doing something for a reason maybe she just couldn't afford the clothes that they were asking you guys to buy i wouldn't blame her they were expensive because i remember like when you guys would change seasons they would have you guys buy something from that season yes whenever the uh style changed Mm -hmm. we'd have to try and get something to match the colors of the store Mm -hmm. of what was out and what was in season you couldn't wear anything in clearance yeah and it's like we can't afford this even though you're giving us like some percentage off it i wasn't getting paid enough my mom had to buy me clothes to even work there you know i remember that's crazy um that's probably why she felt pressured and probably just maybe ended up stealing the stuff so that way she can keep her job i was wondering how she got all because she came in dressed head to toe like really well and i'm like you bought all this and sometimes she would say she got it in a different store to make it seem like she didn't take it from us yeah. like our location but you know she did but yeah. you know funny enough she actually ended up getting hired at the white house black market store because we walked by one time when we saw her in there with the manager and she was um like you know tidying up the store and, and i think even counting down the cash drawer and we were kind of just like uh y'all are next <laughs> Like, yeah, and I was just like, how'd she get this job? Did they not hear about how she got fired from her last job? And they she trusted probably her? didn't put it on her resume. She was there for a long time. How are you not going to put something you were there for like a few years on your resume? Maybe she just had somebody that referenced her on the inside. Maybe. Sometimes if they just see that you worked at the limited, they're like, oh, okay, it's the same environment. Yeah. And they just hire you. They know it's the same mall. So it's really like, they're just like, okay, cool. And they just go about their business. But I will say this. After having just worked that job, that one job in the mall, I would never work in the mall again. It's not easy to work in a mall. Yeah. You've got, you're not just like a single store. You've got traffic coming from all these other stores around you. And we were next to JCPenney. Yeah. So we had JCPenney traffic coming out. And we were right across the street from H&M. So we had the mom's from H&M after they're done shopping for their teenagers come right across to look for adult clothing, you know? But it was rare to me because I never really saw that location was super busy. Like, it was, I think, maybe once or twice when I went to the mall, I saw it as, like, actually busy. Even on Black Friday, we were completely dead. Who's gonna, who, who? We we barely had good sales. Who's gonna come shop here for Black Friday? They made me come into work for Black Friday, and I was like, why am I here? I'm just standing around. I felt like it was a waste of my time. I could have just had the rest of the evening off to spend with my family, you know? That's true. That is very true. But I think um, when you work that job, you look so cute with your little <laughs> pants. It was, it was nice. It was, it was a good, 
like starting point for you like to wear like i feel like you like how i look in professional wear yeah you pull it off pretty well i think so thank you um but overall though that i can agree that job was expensive i remember i went to go look for a shirt for you and as i touched the tag my hands were burning <laughs> and i was like why are my hands burning so i looked at the tag <laughs> and it was 108 dollars, and i just almost died just from looking at a shirt this wasn't a suit like a suit combo this was a shirt and it wasn't one of those shirts that like you know that felt expensive like you it felt I mean, like a little cotton it felt like some cotton yeah that i could have picked up over at ross mm-hmm. like and i'm looking at the shirt and that's I'm, the thing they had basic t-shirts like basic plain colors scoop neck t-shirts for like 60 dollars. dude it was that that blew my mind that they had a shirt for 108 dollars like and it wasn't even one of those shirts that were oh, okay these are fashionable it looked like a regular white shirt these little gold buttons on yeah. it basic nothing crazy about it it just it, maybe it's just the brand yeah maybe it's just a brand it's I don't definitely know. just the brand i mean i owned one of their basic shirts and i only got it because it was on clearance yeah and then plus my percentage off so mm-hmm. it was really cheap and you know it was comfortable but yeah. I wouldn't pay full price for it. <laughs> Even the discounted rate was way more than I should have paid for it. Oh, yeah, for sure. For a plain white shirt. It's funny, though, because as soon as that happened, I would literally look at clearance and it would pop up on clearance mm-hmm. like yeah. a month later. And I'm just like, well, that's the thing. The that. store always that's, it was always rotating, always getting clearance. And yeah, we'd have to stay late nights to rearrange the store and put out the new material and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, aside from that, though, during that time, I also worked at a movie theater. Oh, yes. It was a dollar theater. You know, it wasn't that bad. I liked, I think I went there a few times to see the movies while you were working. Everybody knew you, though, because you always came around. Well, I always came around, and also the people that were working there, we went to high school with. Yeah, some of them. Some of them I went to middle school with. Yeah. So I knew them already, and then we also met them up in high school, so. Yeah, it made working that job a lot easier, but when I first got there, nobody I knew worked there. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just me working this new job. Then maybe about two, three months in, after some people decided they just didn't feel like showing up, then they hired people that I knew from my school. Mm -hmm. And then that's when it became so much fun. It was so much fun. But the one thing I could say about that job that job had the uh, for a dollar theater that place is booming like it's right next to the highway people come up people come from other cities just to come to this theater it was also in a shopping plaza so when people were done shopping they would go and see a movie the the shopping plaza wasn't even all that there's literally just a ross a christmas tree shop a baby's babies are ba- no no it, it was a, a bye bye baby bye bye baby mm-hmm. and then us and well, we didn't even have a sign yeah well there's a burlington too in that in oh, that yeah, yeah there's a burlington but burlington. that burlington was always dry there used to be a um there was a david's bridal shower tiger direct used to be there tiger direct was called something else before wasn't it no it was tiger direct circuit city no there was never a circuit city in there are you sure i'm 100 percent sure well then tiger direct and david's bridal or whatever yeah, tiger direct they closed that down and they went strictly online mm-hmm. um but I think David's Bridal's still there. No. Nope. No, it's not there anymore? I don't think so. So it's just Burlington, Ross, and Christmas Tree Shop, and the Bye Bye Baby, and then us. Okay. Yep. 
But for some reason, that plaza is always booming with people just shopping for nothing. Because Christmas tree shop, there's just it's literally like a basic amenity store. There's a lot of uh, knickknacks, knickknacks, and, and yeah. whenever the season, like, um, what are they called? Holidays. Yeah. Come around, they'll have stuff for Easter and yeah. you know, obviously Christmas. But it was very convenient because when you work next to that store during the movie theater, we can go and get other things other than movie theater food. Yes. Because they had like snacks in there and all this other cool stuff. Yeah. So. I worked this job, this movie theater job. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. Like, it was fun because of the people I worked with, because everybody was around my age, and we were all, like, fresh out of high school, and we were just, just working. And it was just a job. It was just something to do, you know? Yeah. And, and a lot of the, the people that came through there were really cool. Some of them weren't. And it was just a big mix of people. Yeah. You know, you'd see different faces. Sometimes some CEOs would walk through there. Sometimes really? some like people that to a own, dollar movie theater. CEOs don't like to spend money. <laughs> and we all know this. If if the slightest chance they could spend less money, they would. Honestly. Yeah. But we used to get homeless people that come through there. We had somebody that came through. Her name was Security Pat. Mm. She was like the staple person that she loved to. that movie theater she she literally ordered the same thing over and over again it was literally just hot, hot dogs. dogs and seltzer water seltzer water is gross but it's affordable for it's her affordable for her because she didn't have to spend any money to get it um but she loved that movie theater she sometimes she overstayed her welcome sometimes she was a little bit difficult like past hours or something yeah sometimes she would try to stay in the theater after it was time to close and we'd have to did she ever like, like movie hop or did she always like buy a ticket for each movie she wanted to see she she would buy a ticket she was one of those people that were that didn't movie hop but she would try and stay there oh for the next showing for the next showing or sometimes she would just lurk around she's like i bought my ticket i just want to stay in my seat yeah like she just literally would lurk the theater until whatever came up you know sometimes yeah. she would buy multiple tickets or whatever to stay the whole day and it's like all right you know but there was another guy she uh, that eventually came around and we nicknamed him Hot Wheels because he sold drugs and he had a lot of money and he was in a little walker and I think he had the little scooter thing at one point. He upgraded from the from the walker to the little rascal to the yeah, the little <laughs> scooter. And the reason why we knew he sold drugs was because he would ask the different employees on the job. Like obviously some of the employees on the job smoked weed or whatever. So he would try to sell them drugs, like, while they're on the job. And our manager, our GM, Dang. who worked there, Andrew, he mm -hmm. caught wind of that. Ooh. And Andrew was a stone-faced killer. I liked Andrew. Andrew had the straightest face. Andrew wouldn't even blink sometimes. You couldn't read him. You couldn't read him. No. Like, Andrew's the perfect person to play cards with. Oh, like poker. Like poker. He has yeah. the best poker face. Yes. He has piercing eyes, zero expression. When he would laugh, it was almost scary sometimes. <laughs> and it just, it, it baffled me. Do you think me. he ever smiled and said, there's my workout for the day? <laughs> <laughs> like when he smiled, it would just be like, he, he needed WD-40 on his. <laughs> it squeaks. It just squeaks when it goes. <laughs> But he was that stone-faced. Like, he, he had a, an adorable family. He had 
a cute was kid. his wife like happy and bubbly yeah his wife was always like so it kind of made you think what are you doing with him yeah well when i saw him be in dad mode yeah he was very like caring and when his kid would fall down he'd be like oh you know let them get up and and don't overreact and all that stuff yeah. like he was a good dad like he was oh, really good father that's so hard but when it came to work man this guy was just stone-faced he was cool to talk to he was very sarcastic but when it when it was time to get the job done, like Andrew was that guy. Yeah, like he, he was he knew that how guy. to separate fun from work. Right, type of guy. Sometimes he would try to have fun, but it would come off as like, are am I supposed to to laugh right now? Like you if didn't I, know if it was a test. or yeah, something. Yeah, I didn't know if it was a test to laugh, and if I laughed, I would get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you can't laugh at job. Like no. you can't you can't laugh on the job, and it's like I was testing you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. It was just. He was a good he was a good GM and he kept that place together. But basically once he caught wind of Hot Wheels trying to sell drugs to the other employees, mm-hmm. he got banned. Hot Wheels got banned? Hot Wheels got banned. And Security Pat, since he you know, he knew her, Security Pat wasn't involved in anything that he was doing, I hope. I but hope. She well, ended up she getting the money to buy all those tickets. Well, she and always hot had dogs. her own money. She but, always had her own but money. But how? Wasn't she homeless? She was homeless, but she had a home. Like couch surfing, like she had people that would that were in her life that would oh, like, like take yeah. like that would want to take care of her, but okay. she was kind of this. She was very um stubborn. She was very stubborn. Okay. So she was very like, oh, you know, I don't want you to take care of me. I can do it myself. Blah blah blah, kind of type deal. And you know that's understandable, I guess, when someone is stubborn, they kind of just want to go their own way. So she did have money, like people, like her some family members or people that she knew would give her like a couple dollars here and there so get her through the day um but she was there almost every day like almost every day and when she knew hot wheels because they knew all the same other homeless people they hung out with together she got banned too and the day she got banned it was so sad she wasn't the best person to be around did, all the time. How did but... she find out that she got banned? Did she try to come in one time and then you guys told her like hey, Well, she you was there with Hot Wheels when when he got she, banned. When he got banned. So because she would knew him and she was associated with him, oh, she got banned too. And you're banned too. Yeah. Dang, that sucks. And Andrew was very stern on being banned because it affected business. And don't get me wrong, like when she was there, you know, she didn't shower. She didn't do a lot of stuff. So a lot of people would have complaints mm-hmm. that she was kind of disrupting that portion of the movie because she didn't really smell that great. And yeah. a lot of people complained. And she was at some point she was bad for business um, because of that. And I remember one time she tried to come back, like sneak her way back. And you can't. There's only one. Well, there's two entrances. Here's the thing. But you can't get past the front. We didn't care that she would come back because yeah. she was she was there all the time but you had to when andrew was in when the building. andrew was in the building andrew was like okay you know you're not supposed to be here and she had to go like there was a, actually a ban like paperwork and everything that was put on her that she shouldn't come back was there like a poster up in the back no with their pictures on it? it's just andrew made it very clear that she wasn't allowed back for at least a year or two i think wow. that she was banned for it's a long ban it was a long ban yeah but it, it had basis because if he's selling drugs, it, it's bad for business because of you course. attract that. And you're kind around of, kids, right? A lot of kids came to that movie theater, and it would make that area dangerous and least less appealing to a lot of people that came and visit. So right. I can understand from a business standpoint that made sense, right? Um, 
But man, there's a lot of things about that job that I loved. And there was a lot of things about that job that I hated. Mm-hmm. You know, when it was slow, you better find something to do. I don't care if it, you better look like like there was so many times like we knew Andrew was watching the cameras. We would have to look like we were doing something like you know how stupid we look. <laughs> you just you're standing around. You kind of you hear the camera go zooming in. <laughs> And so you just, oh, God, wipe the like counter. Like, there was sometimes, like, I would take soda and I would just, like, lightly spill it on the counter and just start cleaning. Because, like, I didn't want to, like, Chris. do anything that... Here's the thing, like, if you weren't doing something and Andrew saw that you weren't doing anything, he would make you do the most ridiculous stuff. Like, he would say, um, and you had a little radio, mm-hmm. and he'd be like, Chris. And I would be like, oh, God. He'd be like, go dust the ceiling. Dust the ceiling? And I'm sitting there looking at him like the ceiling he's like yeah go grab the ladder oh my god (laughs) and then like i had to go get the ladder literally stand there and dust the ceiling and there was sometimes he'd be like oh go dust the posters like to other people go dust the posters go sweep the lobby go do all this extra stuff like and obviously it would kill time and there was sometimes where we actually did everything. We made sure the sodas were up to date. The popcorn machine was clean. Then what do you have you do? There was literally, like, sometimes he would know that there's nothing to be done. Then we would just chill for a little bit. Okay. And, Aaron, and Andrew would be up there talking to us or whatever. And then when it came close to time to prepare, he'd be like, okay, start preparing. Just early. imagine, just imagine he's, he's chilling up there with you guys. He has a white glove on. He swipes the counter. <laughs> <laughs> he swipes the counter. Or, like, as he's talking, he sees a little flake of dust fall. And he's like... I thought I told you to dust the ceiling. He like sticks his tongue out and lands on his tongue. He's Ew. Like, I thought this place was clean. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Then I, I didn't like the, you. One thing about that job too, was yeah. you always came home smelling like popcorn. Yeah. And at first I was like, Ooh, you smell like popcorn. This is like, mm. I like popcorn. And then I'm like, Oh my god stop smelling like popcorn already it came to a point where it's like i would come home and like the grease would attach to my body and oh, i would literally have to go so take a shower dirty. yeah and just all the grease would just come off of me Ugh. like grease in the air surprisingly is a thing like well you were near the popcorn machine a lot too yeah i was definitely i was i was in that popcorn machine to clean it yeah yeah i mean now i can say i can i know how to operate a popcorn machine you're just making my point more valid but I don't think I'd ever use that skill ever again <laughs> unless I buy a popcorn machine. But um, there's a lot of things that I could say that the job, the, the one thing I could, two things I could say actually that really bothered me about that job. The first one was the women's bathroom. I don't know what it is. I don't know what kind of things you guys are doing Anywhere in the women's bathroom. Anywhere you go, the women's bathroom is always the dirtiest. And I don't even know why. Like, like some dirty dirty people out there someone was literally playing like hand painting in the bathroom with what with all kinds of bodily fluids it was just disgusting like and i hated i really really hated cleaning the women's bathroom i hated it it was so scary having a guy clean the women's bathroom because sometimes all the other women will be gone for the day and then we'd be the only ones there so like literally most of the guys at the time like what the guys would do is we would run in the bathroom look around real quick <laughs> spray it a couple times wipe real quick and then we'd run out because it's obviously it was still during normal business hours and two and you didn't want to be in there like when like you're when cleaning and then out. yeah it's like i gotta pee get out and you're just like but i'm i, I gotta pee get out <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just like all right it's clean and we would just run outside and we just breathing oh god 
<laughs> like we didn't want to die. Jeez. <laughs> the women's bathroom was one of the scariest. Like I've seen all kinds of stuff in there. I saw sex toys in there. Ew. I saw tampons. I saw needles. I saw all kinds of stuff in the women's bathroom. Well, I mean, first of all, tampons should be in the little disposal box, especially if they're used. But a a toy and a needle, like. No. Like, we literally had to be very careful. Like, it was a war zone in the women's bathroom. The men's bathroom? A little, little splash on the seat. Little wipe tinkle, it down. Tinkle here and there. You None know? crazy. Women's bathroom. It you had to put on protective gear to go in there. A hazmat suit. I'm dead serious. I would wear a mask. I would wear gloves. I would wear little things for my shoes. Did they buy a mask specifically yeah. for the women's bathroom? Yes, they when did. You had to clean it. Oh my goodness. It was that bad. That's ridiculous. The women's bathroom was a very scary sight. The second thing I could say about that job that really grinded my gears. I don't know if the, if, if anybody's ever done this. But sometimes, you know, when you when you're dealing with the register, right, and and somebody's making a purchase Mm -hmm. and this job specifically, I've I've worked in other retail jobs. This hasn't happened to me a lot. But for this job specifically, when you hand when you when you're telling someone, okay, this is how much your total is and they take out the money and you're holding your hand out and they slap it on the counter. Oh man. Oh my gosh. The Kill Bill song comes on <laughs> and my eye just starts twitching and it's like my hand is sitting there. Yeah, especially because like you have your hand waiting out there while they're getting it all together, whether it's cash or a card that you have to swipe, and they just plop it on the counter and, and they slide, slide it, to it you. towards you. How disrespectful. And I'm sitting there looking at them in their eyes like, you know, my hand was out and you saw my hand out waiting for you to drop this change in my hand. Right. And. How could you do how how could you do this to me? Like and then when I take the money out and they're holding their hand out, I would just slap it on the counter. <laughs> it's only fair. Your silent protest. <laughs> because it's like to me that's manners. You yeah. know? It's like if, if somebody's holding their hand out for you to give them change, like just just give them the change just in hand their it hand. To them, right? I know you if you even if you don't want to touch hand in hand with them, just hold the end of the money and then drop the change in their hand. It's not that hard. That that was one thing that definitely bothered me a lot to the point now that if I have to pay cash or hand over like yeah. my card for the cashier to swipe, I'll like if I'm counting my cash, I'll count it on the counter. It was one time this girl tried to reach for the cash <laughs> before, you got it. before I was like, well, when I was done counting and I was just trying to put my purse away mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. And I picked up the cash and gave it to her because I'm like. Why am I? You, her hand was out. I'm like, I'm not gonna. I'm not expecting you to take it off the counter. Like, I'm just counting it on the counter. Yeah. And I respectfully yeah. gave it to her because I've been in that position before. Oh yeah. And I'm pretty sure it would have irked her nerves if she had to take it off the counter herself. That's just one thing that really bothers me. I don't know why it does, but I feel like it's like a manners. It's thing. a manners thing. It's a respect thing. It's like, all right, like I'm handing you your money in your hand, and sometimes it's like a if somebody point blank obvious thing, like yeah. hand out. You put money next to hand instead of in hand. Error. What are you doing? I remember one time this guy, like, he had his credit card, and I had my hand out, and he looked at me, and he just put it oh. on, on the table. And, oh. I'm, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I was re- like, little you have Chris no was idea. Just jumping like, around little Chris on inside head. my body was like, all right, time to square up. Like, <laughs> like, why would you do that to me? Like, come on. Like, I'm not... I'm not dirty. Like, just give me your card. And you know, maybe that's just, you know, that. But it doesn't that, make maybe sense. Maybe that's another thing, though, because there are some people out there who don't want to touch another person's hand by handing over stuff in, in their hands. 
you know, like those people who carry around their own pens? Yes. Maybe they don't want to put the cash or card in your hand because it risks having their hand touch your hand and they're very germaphobic. I remember this guy. Yeah, but still, that's not an excuse to me. Like, if you don't want to, don't go outside if you don't want to touch people. Any air that you breathe, germs are all in your body. So you might as well just wear a whole hazmat suit when you you walk outside. It's a mental thing. Everybody's got their own way of processing it. I guess so. But there was, I remember there was a guy who was very, very germaphobic. Like, very germaphobic. To the point where he wore gloves? To the point where he was just like, can you use hand sanitizer before you count the money? Really? But the money itself is dirty. The money's dirty, right? Here's the funny thing. He had his wa- he would hold his wallet open and expect you to put it in and there and put the money in there. No. Yeah. And he's like, "Can you just slide the money in the wallet?" To, but he has to touch the money later. He he had a he had a glove on. Oh, wow. But he didn't want the money to touch his clean glove, glove because he said he sanitized his wallet, the outside of his wallet and his whatever. He was just fully sanitized. He smelled like sanitizer. Ew. And I was like, okay, and I just put the money in the thing, and he was like, thank you. <laughs> he was very germaphobic, like Aww. even down to touching his food. He yeah. was very, he was like looking and very intense, like inspecting oh, like, each inspecting, piece of popcorn. Like, oh, did, is this like fresh? And did you did anybody touch this or whatever? Like, if you even talked over the popcorn, he's like, can you break, make me a new batch of popcorn? And he would wait. Wow. He would wait for a whole batch. You know how long it took to make a whole batch of popcorn? On top of that, we had to clear out the batch that was in there. Mm. So he would literally wait. Even if his movie already started, he would wait. Wow. Until we made a whole batch of popcorn for him. You know, that, I mean, at the same time, props to him because I know it's not easy to live a certain lifestyle and be out in public. Why are you laughing? Because I just imagine somebody, (laughs) like, they go outside. They're, like, they're, like, (laughs) racing to the car so that that way, like, germs don't touch them. And then they get in the car and they just start breathing funny. (laughs) I know I shouldn't be laughing at this because this is a real problem for some people. No, yeah, it's, and, and like I said, props to him for even being yeah. able to go out in public and find a way to just try and live a normal life, go see a movie, Yeah, you know. But I'm pretty sure he went in there to clean the seat before he sat down. Cause... I'm sure. <laughs> I'm really sure. And sometimes, like, we would find money in the theater. And, like, if nobody ever came back for it, we would split it. But there was one guy in there particular. Was one, I remember this. Mm-hmm. And he took... There was, it was a like a hundred dollars. It was right? more than that. It, it was, was a lot of money, mm. and the person actually came back for it. And he said that he didn't. And know he where said it he is. didn't have it, That's and he so actually had up. it. And I didn't. I didn't take any part in that. I didn't touch any of the money. He he had all of it. Then again, he was a shady. shady he was guy. a pretty shady dude. He's and really shady. It was kind of messed up because the person you don't know like what the person needed to do with that money. Right. Even if they didn't have anything to do with that money, they came back for it. Right. That's so still, least, that's their rightful money. They worked for that. Yeah, and it was an ongoing investigation like with Andrew and all that stuff, but Did they ever He suspected that that he's the one who took it, but mm-hmm. there was no evidence because there's not really any cameras like in that there's area. There's no cameras is, there's no cameras in the actual theaters, no. right? No. Okay. I no, there's think no so. cameras in the actual theater. Um, but it was kind of messed up. And I think that was one of the things about the job that I didn't like was, was that portion was like, if somebody comes back for their money or if they just leave be something, honest. just be honest yeah. and say, hey, you know, I have the money. Um, I thought they were, it was left and that's it. But generally, if you do find money, if it's over a certain amount, you're supposed to bring it up to the, to the register and, and let 
Andrew know that somebody left their money there. Yeah. If no one claims it at the end of the, I think it's the end of the day or at the end of the week, then he gives it to you and says, okay, you can keep it because you're the one that found it. Mm. Um, but that's about it. I mean. It was one time I found, uh, and this is off topic, because it wasn't even in your theater. Yeah. You remember we saw a movie, and I stood up, and there was like $40 lying on the ground right in front of us. So you like stuck your foot out? I, just... No, no, no. <laughs> I jumped over a whole row what? of seats. You don't remember that? I, I stood up, and I was like, oh, money! And so I jumped over the seat, Bro. and I picked up the money, and I immediately walked out. I was like, it was, it was like midnight by the time the movie had ended, and I'm like, they're not going to come back looking for this. Yeah, this nobody the, ever the movie theater's back. closed. They're not even going to be able to come back in. It's my money now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it was more than the 40 bucks, then I would have been like, let me go run out into the parking lot and see who lost $100. Because yeah. I feel bad, you know. Yeah. But no. But no, I mean, that was technically just, that was my customer service experience. After that, I just ended up working jobs that were beyond customer service, honestly. Uh, you had um, that UPS job. UPS was cool too. Yeah. Like there was a lot of different things that went on there. But, I worked at Ross for like two years. That was interesting. Um, just because you see a whole different, well, you see a, uh, you see a, yeah. a lot of people in there. I love Ross though. You see crazy people. Yeah. Fancy, expensive people, ghetto people, mm-hmm. just a whole mix of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do have a few the kind of gross stories just because of how they happen i was working in the uh the fitting room at one point and there was a this two older ladies with walkers and they went into the bathroom and um one lady came out not too long after and was like oh my friend had an accident so i'm gonna go buy her some underwear so she can change and, and we'll get out of here i said oh okay no problem yeah she went to go buy the underwear, came back, and um, her friend got changed. They both left. Everything mm-hmm. seemed fine. Yeah. A few minutes later, someone else came to use the bathroom. They went in there, and um, they came out, and they said, there's poop on the ground. That's just nasty, bro. I said, what? I was like, there's no way. Those, those sweet little old ladies left they blew their that mess thing up. on the ground. Yeah, they blew that thing up. They blew <laughs> I was like, and you know, I understand they were older ladies and they have issues maybe, well, at least one of them had issues holding things together. But they didn't say anything to me when they came out. They didn't say, hey, you might want to get somebody in there to clean. Nothing. And it could have been that they were embarrassed or they just didn't care. Yeah, that's true. But that was nasty. <laughs> like, just why? They let it loose. That's what happened. They let it loose, and and then this one time, this little boy let it loose too in the kids section. <laughs> That's just nasty. But honestly, I think the one real problem I saw with the Ross that you worked at was stealing. Yeah. A lot of people stole, and sometimes I would see a lot of hard tags. Like sometimes I would be like, even while you're on the clock, I'll be pointing at like hard tags in shoes. Like some people would stuff them in mm-hmm. other shoes. Even when if I came to the store when I was off the clock and I found a hard tag, I'd bring it up to uh, loss prevention because you know, especially if it was the store I worked at, I was like, yo, check out this section because I want to make sure things are okay. Yeah. You know, but there were times where. There was a guy standing in front of me at my register, and it was a really busy day, and he just 
scooped up a bunch of clothes from his cart and ran out the door. And I was kind of just in shock because I didn't know. I, I mean, I knew we always got stolen from, but I didn't ever see it in front of my own eyes yeah. until that day. And I wasn't here. This, so you know how Ross has those um, expensive purses up at the front, like the Michael Kors and, yeah. and the coach and all that stuff. Uh, there was one time, and I wasn't in the store that day, but they, there was these ladies that came in, grabbed all the purses, and ran right back out. That's... And they caught it on camera, and then they played it back, and it was almost like slow motion. You just see the ladies running in, grabbing the bags, and all the associates like, wait, no. And they're on a mission. They knew exactly what they were coming for. And I feel like people like that, they scope out the store to see where everything's oh, yeah. at, and then they're out of there. Mm-hmm. And there's people who create diversions. like They make mm-hmm. it look like they're doing something here, and yeah. really it's like a mom over here stealing Oh, yeah. The stuff. I've seen people stealing before while I was at the store buying stuff. Yeah. Like, I've seen people, they'll take a dress you and they'll fold it. You didn't alert us. That's none of my business. Hey. If you want to steal, <laughs> you steal. You suffer the consequences later. <laughs> Chris. I've seen people where they, they <clears throat> try to be the hero and they try to alert somebody stealing. And they end up getting hurt in the process. And I've, I've seen that firsthand. So did you fear that you were going to get hurt? No, I just learned to mind my business. I grew up in a... So if you saw somebody getting killed in the back of the store, you that's understand different. nothing? If somebody's dying, that's different. But if okay. somebody's stealing from a store, it's you guys can recover. That's not that big a deal. Yeah, yeah you're right. You, I've seen the shipments you guys get in. That's Trust me, you guys have enough stuff in that store that you have to get rid of anyway. Not saying that stealing is right, but I'm just saying. I mind my own business. I see you. Just know that I see you. And she knew that I saw her. But I was like, I'm going to let you slide. <laughs> Because I'm not the cop. Did, did you notice if she left shortly after that? Yeah. She, as soon as she saw that I saw her, she, she was out of there. She, yeah. She was mm. out. But I wasn't going to tell on her. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, if you're stealing, like, a, a crap ton of stuff, then uh, <laughs> someone's going to have to get you. I'm sorry, baby girl. Right. There would be times where we saw um, book bags full of hard tags. And there was one time we saw a duffel bag full of shoes that had yeah. been detagged. And we were like... How did you expect to get this out of either they weren't going to try and pay for the bag and not expect us to inspect it? Yeah. They were just going to grab a bag full of all these big, you know, Nike and and some Adidas and all these shoes that we had and they were just going to bolt out the door with the bag. That's funny. I mean, you know, a lot of people, we had a lot of people buying in bulk to resell like mm-hmm. online yeah. or in their own stores. There were people who would buy all the shoes and no matter if they were the same and different sizes because they were just reselling them. Yeah. But there were those people who would steal to resell. They couldn't put forward the money. They'd rather just, you know, make the money and not have to put it into their business by buying it. Right. But it's kind of risky, but. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. That's some methods. That's what some people would do in order to just get ahead. But hey, everybody's got their own methods, I guess. At the end of the day, I mean, the job at Ross wasn't that bad. I I enjoyed the simplicity of scanning and bagging and just if it was really slow and I could just go and organize a section. Mm -hmm. Because you know me, I like to have things organized. So I didn't mind organizing a section. The only thing that irked me was whenever I had to constantly get called to the register because they needed help whenever it would be busy. Yeah. To the point where I just eventually became a front end supervisor because I was always needed up front and I always knew everything up front anyways. Yeah, that's true. 
So, I mean, it is what it is, but I don't think I'd go back. I wouldn't. I don't think I, I could go back to retail or, you know, because in any job, even in the jobs that we do now is a type of customer service. And not saying that retail is bad. Like, there's some people who are really good at their retail jobs. Like, there are some people who love retail. They love being around people. Yeah. I'm just not one of those people. I mean, I don't mind being around people. It's just those job environments weren't doing it for me anymore. And the, the funny thing is, like, I'm not a people person, but people love to talk to me. Yes. And I don't know why. Like, I feel like, like, when people talk to me, it's like something in my brain turns on and I just start, like, talking to people. But honestly, like, I'm not, you know me, I'm not a huge people person. I don't like big crowds. You know how to put a mask on to be customer friendly. Yeah. And then when they're gone, you're just like, okay, thank God. And it's so crazy because, like, I work right now in a clinic and, well, a radiology clinic, but I, aside from everybody else, everybody else likes talking to people. And I'm yeah. always the one that's like, you know, doing my thing, making sure the patient is in and out. And I always get good reviews. Yeah. Always. And I don't understand how because I'm, my interaction level is very low. And I'm just like, I get the job done, in and out with the patient. All right, got your information. Boom. Let's get this done. Yeah. And for some odd reason, I'm always the one that gets 100% when it comes to reviews. I mean, so I and, don't that's, know. and that's what I mean. Like, even in the jobs that we do currently, it's still a type of customer service and we're good at it. Like, I like to develop because, you know, I in my office, we see a lot of patients, repeat patients. So you develop that bond. You get to know them a little bit. And, you know, even if you don't, even if it's if they're just the type of patient, that's just a quick, you know, come in, get their service and go. You still kind of just know that that's how they are. So, you know how to quickly get them in, quickly get them out. Yeah. You know, so we're good at it and you know i i enjoy talking to people i like it but i just wouldn't go back to a retail setting (laughs) yeah that's fair so i guess the moral of today is just customer service isn't for everybody but if you're good at it yeah then good on you there are a lot of people in the customer service industry who that's their job that's their passion they make that's their career Mm -hmm. and you know it's not an easy one no but to them it's definitely rewarding and honestly i salute those people because i don't have i have a very high tolerance but i don't have a lot of patience Mm -hmm. for certain things that happen in customer service yeah like i prefer a setting where i'm in the background i'm doing a lot of work because i like a heavy like workload but i i also like just being that guy that gets things done in the background versus yeah. being up you prefer front and doing everything. Uh, back office work, yeah. and I feel you because I prefer I prefer just doing like paperwork in general, maybe making yeah. a few phone calls. Yeah, but at the same time, I I enjoy my face to face interactions too. Yeah, every now and again, I don't mind a face to face, but mo- the type of person that I am, I just love being that guy in the background. Yeah. Like if I were somebody to be an actor, or I'd rather be the director. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, you want to be the extra that just walks in the background? That too. Like, I would <laughs> rather be the extra that does something funny in the background or gets injured or something. Oh, no. That would be more fun to me than just doing the front office acting. I just love doing background work, and I love to see the ideologies of what happens in the background versus... Yeah. You like being the uh, bricks. Yeah, being, to the house. To the house, yeah. yeah. You like being the foundation. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just basically what I think of customer service. I mean, I've dealt with a lot of it. And I think a lot of people deal with a lot. Of, some people are just horrible at customer service. They're not good like at Like some people all. should just leave customer service entirely 
and just go find another job. But that's just I feel me. like everybody should have experienced uh, working customer service just to see what it's like, to see what's like on the other side of that register. But some know? people are just not like I feel like some people are just not meant. Some people, you're right. Some people service. aren't meant for it. Some people are just terrible people. People. Yes. <laughs> people. People. <laughs> <laughs> but some people are just actually just terrible at customer service, and not to say they won't be strong elsewhere, but nah, fam find a different job because this is not for you you're cut but hey you know that's customer service you never know what you it's either going to be good or it's going to be bad you know what i mean yeah and i feel like we've learned a lot about ourselves in these jobs and we've learned a lot about people in general and overall a good life lesson that these jobs have taught us i'm never going back (laughs) ever me neither (laughs) (laughs) unless times get really really tough yeah unless it's like real tough and i really am desperate that then i'll go to customer service i feel like for us in general and even for anybody out there who are wanting to get out of the retail uh field um we don't look back we don't try and revert back and go back into retail because we fought so hard to get out of it and Mm -hmm. now that we finally are why would we take a step backwards yeah because some people do feel like they're stuck in that customer service retail loop Mm-hmm. and it's just it's all about waiting for the right job because i had to work three four retail jobs before i found the job that i'm comfortable at right and that i can actually you know be good at you know and you know there are people who want to get out of the retail and even the restaurant field that yeah. want to get into office work or something more professional and my advice is keep applying keep yeah. trying because you never know you never know like with the job that i have now i didn't really have that much office uh, experience and they gave me a chance and you know I, it worked out yeah so just keep applying even if you get uh rejected a lot keep to keep, keep doing trying, it yeah. keep pushing that's all that's all i can say yeah because you never know because sometimes some jobs are willing to give people a chance into getting out of that field like even if you've had full customer service experience even if you've never had because honestly job postings are bs because I've seen some people that say they require all these things. As soon as I get there, oh, yeah, we'll just train you in that. Right. And I'm like, okay. Most of the time, they just want you to have customer service experience because that's all that most office jobs are. They're just fancy customer service. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. But, yeah. So, go out there. Do your thing. If you like customer service, stay in it. If you don't, you know, look for other opportunities. Exactly. But, um, any quotes for me to live by today, Ali? Yeah, I got a quote for you. Never be a prisoner of your past because it was just a lesson, not a life sentence. So basically what you're telling me is don't ever go back to retail. Don't ever go back to retail. <laughs> Got it. Don't Duly be a noted. prisoner of that past, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Duly noted, don't go back to retail. That's a good quote. I like that one. Thanks. That's a good one. But all right, guys, this has been Swirlcast Podcast. It's first story time. Hope you guys liked it. Many more to come. And we'll see you guys next time. Later. Later.